Hello, and welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. If you are curious about how to manifest the life and business of your dreams, you're in the right spot. I will be sharing interviews, tips, tricks, stories, and anything I can think of by lifting up the hood on my own experience and my own businesses, including my coaching practice, about how you can manifest your dream life and business I hope you enjoy it. If you want to learn more, you can always go to michelleanderson.com. That's Michelle with two L's and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end. Hey there, I'm excited because I've got Melissa Stewart with me today, and she has just launched a podcast called Live With Audacity. Hi, Melissa. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm so glad you're here, particularly because I saw your website based on a post that you made in another group, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'd love to have Melissa on my show because you talk about being a mom and an entrepreneur. Tell us about you. Hey, everyone. Thank you again so much for having me. I just um, launched the podcast, Live With Audacity. Um, I am a mom of four kiddos. They range in age from college student to kindergartner. Um, My baby girl just started kindergarten this year, um, so we're excited about that. And I'm a coach's wife, and so uh, it's just crazy busy all the time. All the things are always happening. Um, and I, I wanted to launch the podcast because I had been working really hard on myself and uh, growing into the best person that I could be. And I have so many friends and acquaintances that would come to me or ask me questions for advice or anything like that. And I always was the biggest cheerleader for them um, and always told them how great they are and they can do anything that they want and things like that. And so I decided to launch the podcast because I just thought more people need to hear that. More people need to hear that. And um, I worked so hard on myself and it was such a good cheerleader for everyone else that finally I was just like, why am I not believing all of these things for myself too? So the podcast is to help tons of other people, but also to really help myself and, and make sure that I stay in that state of knowing that I am worth it and I can do anything that I want to do. So I am doing that. Oh my gosh, I I love how you just kind of framed that and talked about how it helps you. And I can really, really relate to that. Um, And I think people think that when you put out this content that you're the one that has it all together all the time. But um, you're always, you know, when you put out content like that, you're always doing something new, right? Yeah, totally. And in fact, I was just thinking about that this morning. Um, I kind of feel like the content that I'm starting to put out is more about, come on, you can do it, you know, and, and seeming like I have it all together. But I actually thought about doing an episode this morning about, hey, guys, I totally don't have it all together. These are just the things I've figured out so far. So um, yeah, it's totally for me and for other people, teaching them what I've learned along the way, and then hopefully learning more and, and adding it as I go. 
Well, I bet your listeners will totally relate to that and appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I hope so. I hope so. The feedback has been good so far. Well, one of the things I noticed is that you did a really good job kind of leading up to your launch, telling people about it on social media, on your Facebook and your Instagram, because I was following both. Tell me about um, how you knew that it was a good idea to kind of, that would basically be called a launch. Like, where did you, were you just excited? Like, did you study how people launch things? I actually got on um So I host through Buzzsprout and I am in a group, a Houston podcast group, because I'm in Houston. And one of the people that are in that group, she is a podcast manager. And so she has tons of great content about how to start a podcast and launch a podcast and all of these things. So I downloaded her launch plan and basically you know, did all the things that it said to do in there. And so far, so good. It, it really worked out well. So if we want to link that in the show notes, then, then we can totally do that. Yeah, we'll do that because I think probably some people are really curious um, and I'd love to be able to share that with them. So that's awesome. Well, um, you've said you've got four kids. <laughs> four lunatics is what I always call them. <laughs> so you... When you got the idea to do the podcast or you decided, like, did you have a voice in your head that was like your mom voice? Like, you know, how am I going to do this? Or how did you balance that with your, your role of being a mom in your mind? So I, uh, that's a good question. Um, so over the last year, well, actually probably the last two years, like I said, I had been working so hard on myself and learning everything that I could about how to be the best version of myself. And I heard a podcast episode. Um, it was a Rachel Hollis Rise episode with Ed Milet. And one of the big, huge things that he said in there that struck me right in the heart was, you know, we tell our kids every day that we can be any, they can be anything that they want to be. But 99% of the time, we're not showing them that we actually believe that because we're not out there doing all the things that we say that we're capable of doing. We, um, you know, we're busy raising kids and we're, we're doing all the things and taking them everywhere and all this stuff. And so we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. But what he said was, you have to show them, show them that they can be anything that they want to be. Um, do the things because the thing that they really want the most is they want to see their mama happy. And that just struck me so hard in my heart. And I, at that moment, I, I had been kind of leading up to this and, and planning the podcast launch, but in that moment, it struck me so hard, and I was like, what in the world am I doing? What am I waiting for? I've got to get this together because I that's the only thing I ever want to teach my kids is that they really can be anything that they want to be. That sounds so amazing. Like, I think you pointing that out is going to answer probably one of the biggest questions that I get from moms that want to do something. Um, And just that you pointed out like that kids want to see their mom be happy. I mean, I really think that. Yeah, it just, it, 
it struck me so hard. I was on my way to, um, I, I work part-time and I was on my way to work and I was just like, I, I just had chills all over and tears in my eyes. Like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I don't know why it's never been framed that way or said that way before, or maybe it had and I just hadn't heard it yet, but it just really got me so hard. And I was just like, yes, that is my whole mission in life is to show them that. And so I got to do for me so that I can show them they can be anything they want to be. I think it's really brave that you actually took action. And this is, there's a weird theme and I don't know how you feel about this, but one of my coaches who's really brilliant has three kids. And she used to tell me that sometimes people hide behind their kids or they use their kids as an excuse as to why they're not doing the things that they want to achieve in life. And, um, you blew past that, but what are your thoughts on that? Like when, when you hear that, because I, I feel like I've seen some people do that. Um, to be honest, I've always kind of been the mom that I have kids and they're an accessory to my life. Essentially, they are not my entire world. I've, I've never been that type of parent that, that had kids so that I could, so that my identity could begin to be wrapped completely in being a mother. Um, they are a blessing and, like I said, an accessory. They make my life so much better, but I still am a a human being on, on my own, um, and I need to hold true to that. So even when the kids were little, I you know, hung out with my friends and I would take a playpen and put my kids down in, you know, in an extra bedroom or something like that because my work, my, I can't stop everything in the universe for these, these kids. I love them and I love being with them and raising them and all of those things, but they are not the universe. Um, and I hope that that is one thing that has always stuck with them and, and it sticks with me to keep, trying and keep working on myself so that I can be the best mom for them. You know, we talk so much about self-care and all of these things now because society has basically told us for so long that that raising your kids is your only mission in life, <laughs> it seems like. And I just don't believe that. Um, I, I'm a whole separate person and, and I strive to be that every day. I love that you've really outlined that. I love the playpen thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, my, my whole life has been like that. Like, I love you and I'm going to be there and I'm going to be the most supportive mom. But I, I'm not going to sit at home on a Friday night. I'm, I'm going to hang out. Like, that's my only time to be with the girls or be with friends or whatever. And, or, or even just hanging out at my parents' house. I'm not going to go home at 7 o'clock because it's time for you to go to bed. <laughs> totally love that. Um, and I think it sets the tone for them. I have vivid memories of what it's like to be a child watching parents and then modeling after that. So I think it sets the tone for a healthy person growing up. I hope so. We'll see. Uh, my <laughs> oldest is, <laughs> it's kind of just an experiment at this point, but uh, my oldest is 20 and it seems to be working pretty well. Last night he sat down on the couch next to me and the day before he was in a weird mood and kind of cranky, but um, I think he just wasn't feeling good. But yesterday he came home from work and he sat down next to me and he was like, man, 
I've just been thinking about all the things that you have to take care of and all the things you have to keep straight and organized and, and just all the things. And he's like, man, moms are really like superheroes. And I just thought, wow, I'm doing something right. <laughs> he's finally seeing how, how big of a deal it is and how much we have to put on ourselves to do. Um, so I, you know, like I said, I hope I'm doing the right thing. Well, that's super awesome that that came to his attention. Um, and that makes me think, yeah, moms do have a lot on their plate. So when it comes to your podcasting time, how do you carve out time to focus on that? Or what's your process? Well, so right now, um, I usually do interviews on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I really just, um, the kids go to school, so they're at school from, you know, 7.30 to to 3, and um, so I have a lot of time in that window to, to get as much done as possible. Um, but, you know, like I said, sitting down with him last night, you know, and going through all these things that we take care of, and I was like, yeah, being a mom is a full-time job. And then I work part-time and then I do, you know, the podcast and all that stuff. And so when, you know, the family goes off to school and work and all of these things and they come home and they're like, so what'd you do all day? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> like it, I have tons of jobs now. Um, so it's a blessing that they get to go to school and I get to work in those, in those spots. But then also I've got to carve out time even after that. Um, you know, when the kids go to bed, I'm up typing my next episode or, um, you know, when my, um, my 10 year old is at football practice, I'm sitting in the car editing episodes or something like that. So it's just fitting that, finding the time, um, in the little crevices of your day. And I think that is, that's the best, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I, I'm wondering, like, do you think with, things being possible remotely has helped you be able to squeeze those things in like when you're at the football practice and stuff? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, the mobile hotspot is like the greatest blessing on the planet. <laughs> That's really one of the only ways that I get a lot of work done um, remotely. Yeah. So I think re remotely working is the wave of the future, I guess, or actually though it's the wave of now, but um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, one of the reasons that this all came about was I was working at a job that I would drive to for an hour every day. And then I would drive home for two hours every day because the timing, that's just how it was. Um, and so I was spending 15 hours a week in my car and that's two full days of work almost. And that's crazy. Um, and so I asked, hey, you know, how do you feel about me working from home part-time? And I had two different bosses and one was all on board, totally down for it. And the other one wasn't down for it and wouldn't let me do it, which was crazy because I already worked remotely. Um, that team was in a totally different location. So essentially I was already working remotely. Um, so I have no clue why, why that worked out that way, but it did. And here we are. Um, I just, I had finally decided that I, no matter how much I love that job, I couldn't drive so far and so long anymore. It was killing me. I 
my blood pressure was super high. My kids never saw me, it seemed like. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of how we got to the point that we're at now where I work part-time and I, I do my podcast and, you know, I get to bomb. I get to mom in my, in my air quote free time. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you end up taking a different part-time job that you could work remotely? Um, no, I actually just moved companies all together. Um, and then over the summer while I was um, trying to work remotely and I was trying to launch a business um, to be essentially a business manager for online businesses, I I had a friend reach out and she had me do some work for her boss. And um, since we're right here in Houston, he was like, Hey, I really need someone to come in part time. So now I go in on Mondays and Fridays and help him out. And so it just really worked out great that, um, that that opportunity came along so that I could focus on this and focus on, on, you know, bringing in a little cash for the family. That's great. So you managed to work out something that kind of works for your family and then have your own time for your podcast. Yes, absolutely. It's just, it's been a huge blessing. And I know that the universe works in mysterious ways and I'm just so grateful. And I, I know that it was meant to be. Now, I know that you're making it sound like you've got these things worked out and you've got your ducks in a row, but I noticed, and this is one of the reasons why I reached out to you when I went to your website, you actually have a story about really kind of overcoming and, and kind of just saying, hell with it, I'm going to do my own thing. Um, just the whole mindset and attitude about that I find is what you really have, 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 have to have if you're launching any business ventures or making your own money. And I'd love to open up that with you and ask you about, you know, what you wrote about and why, you know, I, I hear that in your voice that you have this mentality. I'd like for you to speak on that. Okay. Um, I mean, I have always had this mentality of um, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to be who I want to be. Well, I don't know that I would say always, <laughs> um, but it has been a huge theme for a really long time. Um, I don't really even know when necessarily it started, but it's like I said, it's been a theme and it's been part of my identity for so long. It, it feels like it's been forever. Um, but really, it's, um, you know, growing up, I've always been a little sassy and um, willing to say things that other people weren't willing to say, always pretty bold, um, and and just, just kind of, I don't know, sassy is the best word I can come up with. Um, and for so many years, I struggled with that and I, you know, would unintentionally hurt other people with saying things that, you know, other people wouldn't have the, the audacity to say. Um, and of course, you know, my intention is to never hurt my friends or, or people in any way, shape or form. So I started to learn that the way that I was saying things uh, mattered first of all. Um, and so for years and years, I struggled a lot with 
my personality and not liking who I was because it felt like I just, I truly couldn't control that side of my brain where it was just like things would just pop out and I'd be like, oh my God, that sounded so terrible. But I never meant it in a horrible way. It's just, I think, I don't know. I I, want to say that people are overly sensitive, but that's probably not it. You know, it's probably just the way I say things. Um, But but yeah, I struggled with that for so long. And then one day I was realizing that I had all these dreams and I had all these things that I wanted to do, but in order to do them, I was going to just have to suck it up and not care what other people think and just go for it. Um, and then I started to think like, man, I am so glad God made me this way. I'm so glad I have this this in insane intense audacity inside of me to just do my own thing and and you know not really be worried about how other people see it um and so i'm i'm so grateful now for that and i know that it was given to me for a purpose and i'm i'm you know just over here living my best life <laughs> I'm grateful that you're that way too. Um, (laughs) I think, uh, did you feel like, you know, when you were starting to feel bad about the way that you said things, um, perhaps like people were projecting on you or wanting you to be a certain way, like what's your take on what was happening? Yeah, totally. I think, you know, as we're growing up and we're becoming young women, we all have this certain view of how a well-behaved woman should behave, right? Um, She is supposed to be um, meek and mild and polite and say all the things in the, in a polite way um, and be very gentle and be very patient and all of those things. And I am none of those things. So I really struggled with knowing I, I struggled for a long time to understand that it was okay that I wasn't that way, that not everyone is that way. That's not the only description of a great woman. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't know when it clicked. I don't know when it, when I finally was just like, oh, well, this is me. Um, but but I had always, I couldn't ever make myself be the the person I thought I was supposed to be. I couldn't ever make myself be calm, meek, mild, patient. Like, that's just not how God created me to be. And so, like I said, for years I struggled with thinking that there was something wrong with me. Um, but there's not. He just made me this way so that I could speak to people that need more encouragement and speak to people that need a cheerleader and speak to people that need to get out of their own way and stop thinking about how other people see them. So, um, you know, I think, I think it all happened for a reason and and I'm totally grateful for it. It sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) You also mentioned that you did a lot of work on yourself. Was there something in particular that kind of put you on that path or Tell me about that. Um, I am an insatiable learner. I love learning about 
anything and everything. Um, I hate being told that I can't do something or, or I hate, you know, not being able to do things myself. I'm a very independent, self-reliant person. And so I've always wanted to be the person that could figure all the things out by myself. Um, and so I just, you know, started listening to tons of podcasts and reading um, or listening to audiobooks and things like that. And um, I, there was a point um, I downloaded the Rachel Hollis Girl Washer Facebook and I listened to that book and it was life changing for me because everything that she was saying, I was like, yeah, I already know that. Yeah, I already get that. Yeah, I already do that. And, but at the end I was like, but what, I still don't understand what's holding me back from going for all the things that I want to do. And then I watched, um, her made for more documentary where she talks about all the things that you've been through in your life. And she, um, she preaches to you about, you know, you're still standing, you're not dead yet, you're still alive, um, you're still kicking, and you're still working toward becoming the best person that you can be. So look at yourself as a warrior, not as a, not as a victim, not as someone who um, can't do the things. Like, look at all the things on your list that you've made it through and know that you're capable of so much. And so I think the biggest key for me and, and, you know, I want to tell everyone this in the whole universe is you have to heal your heart and your whole, um, your, your history and things that have happened to you and things that, um, that hold you back and things that really hurt you. You have to go and, and, and dig into those and think about them, um, and journal about them maybe. But you've got to figure out a way to reframe them and look at them in a different manner so that you can really not just throw them in the back and forget about them, but really move past them and get over them. It's so easy for us to say, okay, well, you just got to get over it and move on. Or, well, we're all moving on, but we're not ever getting over it, right? We just bury it and we tuck it deep down and then something else comes up and we tuck that on top of it. And, you know, eventually we just explode or break down or, you know, have a, you know, mental breakdown or something. But um, yeah, you, I think the very first thing you got to do if you want to become the best version of yourself is heal your heart. You, you just got to heal your heart from things that other people have done to you. I love that. And you talked about going, you know, how she said, you, instead of being a victim, be a warrior. And um, I think that victim theme runs really deep in a lot of people's personalities and they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, you can choose to be empowered instead. It's how you react to things. Um, and once I started to see that victim theme that people kind of lick their wounds for their whole life based on something that happened to them, I realized that um, some people decide to lick their wounds and some people decide to move on. Is that kind of, what do you think about that? Like based on your... Um, I totally agree with you about that. I think for some reason, society has put it out there that um, we all need a story of 
um, overcoming, right? And we all have them. Every single one of us has a story of overcoming. Um, but we can't just dwell on that thing that we've overcome. Now you got to do something with the things that you've overcome. Um, I remember being probably 14 or 15 or so, and my stepmom. Um, we were sitting in, in their car and we were just, I don't even know how this came up, but I remember her telling me like, yeah, you've been, you've been through so much in your short life already. And I started thinking about that cause I had never really seen it that way. And I feel like in that moment I did become a victim because then I started kind of looking around like, oh wow, I didn't, you know. I have, I've been through that and I've been through that. And I think that happens for a lot of us is that someone points out, wow, you're so strong or wow, you've been through so many things. And then you really start to be like, oh my gosh, poor me. I, you're right. I have been through so many horrible things. Um, and so I really had to reflect on that and understand that, yes, I've been through a whole lot of things, but they haven't they can't hold me back and they can't hold me down. They, um, they are, they're empowering to me now um, because they show me all of the things that I can get through and I can overcome them and be, like I said, a warrior. I'm, you know, we're just fighting every day to get up and, and be even better than we were yesterday. So it's just, like I said, you got to deal with the things, but then you got to get over them, but you can't just, get over them and move on. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, I think explain that more like, well, you said you went on this path of educating yourself and growing and healing your heart um, and really kind of turning into a new person around it. So yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Um, so I just think that, um, so I, one of the big, big turning points for me was I did a, um, a session with a woman um, named Yolanda Boyerin, and she is a money mindset coach. But what a lot of the things that she coaches on is going back and dealing with your past. Um, and so I did a, an hour long session with her and to get to the root of your money mindset issues, you have to go back and look at your childhood. And so some of the things that she asked were, what parent did you crave love from most? Um, what's your relationship with them like now? How do you view them? Things like that. And so she really tapped into several things um, that I didn't even really know I thought or felt um, or had been holding on to for so many years. Um, because like I said, we're, you know, we're taught that whatever it is, you got to get over it and move on, but we're not ever getting over it. We just forget about it and we move on. So what she taught me was go back and write a letter to the person that hurt you and write down every single thing that they've done to you. And then at the end of it, you have to forgive them and you have to, um, during this process, you really reframe, um, ref you reframe the things that they've done to you because nine times out of 10, it's not that they were 
maliciously trying to hurt you. It's that they're trying to deal with the stuff that they've been through also. And so they either project on you or they're just carrying these things through to this relationship with you. Um, and so you have to forgive them and say something like, you know, I know that you were going through a really hard time. I know that you you still love me and you care about me, um, but you really hurt me. And you just have to really, really, truly, deeply forgive them and see things, try to put yourself in their shoes and what they were going through when they were causing the hurt for you. Um, it's really complicated <laughs> to to give it out in just um, just a quick little synopsis, but it was it was incredible for me because, like I said, she picked out things in there that I had no idea were still sitting with me. I think it makes sense. I think that you kind of just pointed out reframing stories that we get from our parents or people that made an impression on us that we really take into our lives for a long time. And then we get to decide if we want to change them. If we, if we get the chance to look at them um, and rewrite the story, basically. Yeah, totally. And I think, um, I think that under, so um, Brene Brown has a book called rising strong and in it, she talks about um, the healing process. And I think a huge part of being able to reframe it is understanding the person's intention. Most of the time, people are not intending to hurt you or to cause you pain. They, you know, have, everyone's heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And so they are going through their own thing and they're projecting it onto you. And so you have to really be able to see like, okay, that person didn't, that person doesn't dislike me or, um, or, or anything like that. It's just, and I'm not trying to give them excuses, but when you can reframe it and say, okay, I've been there too. I've been in a place where nothing was going right for me. And I lashed out at, you know, the Starbucks barista cause she got my order wrong or whatever. When you can understand that most people's intention is not to hurt you. And it's, it's just, I don't know. That was so healing for me. That was so healing for me to understand that it's not about me. It's about them and the things that they're going through. And so that was really powerful to me to be able to release that, um, that intention behind their actions. Well, I'm really super glad that you actually brought that up because one of the things I've really started to focus on is how to teach people to make money online and in getting to know people that want to do this, I'm observing a lot of money stories that no matter what they do or what they try, their actual money stories are going to prevent them from making any money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so here's another thing that I've learned is that um, we are very conditioned to keep ourselves in the same spot, right? Like we'll solve, we'll get to, because we've never been to a spot um, or the people that are trying to make more money, the people that self-sabotage themselves are the people that have never made a lot of money. So they don't know how it feels to have that. So they're totally, they would rather be comfortable in the position that they're in now rather than be uncomfortable and not know what to do in the future with more money. So, um, 
so so we self-sabotage we don't even know that we're doing it we we have you know we'll go out and blow our money or we'll turn down a job or you know whatever because our comfort is in this place and this amount of money that we've been used to making um and so we've I don't know what to do about that or how to get people over that, um, that, that hill of, of understanding that you got to break past that. Um, but yeah, we just, we get so used to that, that spot that we're in that we get terrified of, of going past it because we know what to expect right now. When we get to that point, we don't know what to expect. And I think that's the most scary thing for people is the unknown. Absolutely. I was actually just telling my personal trainer something similar yesterday. And I love our conversations because while I'm with him working on my body, it's good for my mind. And my mind will try and stop my body. And what I said to him is like, I can feel the struggle leaving my body right now. Um, because every. That. Yeah, every time I go to a new level with my money mindset or my business mindset, um, I feel my body resisting it because it doesn't want to go to this new place. Yeah, because you're so comfortable where you're at right now. And like I said, the fear of the unknown, it's terrifying. Like, I know the other day I was writing down some fears that I have, which was I'm scared I'm going to be too busy. I'm scared I'm going to miss important things for my kids. And that's always been a, a huge factor for me in any job that I've ever selected was, um, you know, am I going to be able to be there for my kids? And, you know, I know that I only get so much time with them, but at the same time, like we always work it out. You know, we always, someone will always be there or, or whatever. And so it's just, you got to get past that fear of the unknown. But I think the only way to do that is to keep pushing and, and get into that new place and say, okay, this isn't so bad. Yes, absolutely. And I think you said it too. You, you always work it out. Um, because you're going to work it out if you stay in the same place and you meet challenges, which is always happening you're going to also work it out if you go somewhere new. <laughs> right. Meet challenges. <laughs> yep, totally. Um, yeah, you just, you, everything, <laughs> everything is figure outable, right? Like you just, you, you adapt and you adjust and, and you just figure it out. Well, I love all the things you've shared with the audience so far, especially just your perspective and just sharing also because you are a mom and, um, I do have a new Facebook group with that focuses on moms who want to make money online. I'll just put that in the notes because, um, for my listeners that have been listening, I have, you know, I know there's some moms there and we haven't really addressed this topic because I don't have my own kids. So thank you, Melissa, for <laughs> telling some of that story. Um, and also really kind of going inside some of the ways that you've transformed and that's awesome and i really hope that you know some people like what you talked about as much as i did and they can follow your podcast so would you like to tell them where they can follow you 
Yeah, absolutely. You can um, follow the podcast, of course, on any podcast platform that you have. Um, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere. It's Live With Audacity. And I'm also on Instagram at live.with.audacity. Awesome. And we will put those in the notes too, if someone wants to look at the notes and click through. So Melissa, I'm so glad you shared with us. Is there anything else that you want to tell the audience before we sign off? Um, I really, really enjoyed your sharing today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really great time and you're a great interviewer. So I think, I think that was super awesome. Um, the only thing that I would say is live with audacity. Um, have the guts to go for your dreams and teach your kids or your spouse or whoever that you is is special to you in your life that they can be whatever they want to be by doing that yourself. Um, doing the things that are important to you. You get one life and you've got to live it to the absolute best of your ability um, and stop waiting for tomorrow because it we it may never come. Tomorrow may never come. You got to do it right now. I love it. And thanks to your audacity, I found you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's awesome. I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. I'm so glad you were here to give a listen. If you liked it, this is a new podcast right now, so I would really appreciate it if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, just to let other people know that this is a place where you can learn how to manifest the life and business of your dreams. Also, if you want to find out more, follow us on Instagram. It's Michelle and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end on Instagram and Michelle Anderson. Dot com is the website.